We love living local. We are Scott and Kelly Greats, third generation Central New Yorkers who live, work, and play right here in the heart of New York. The mission of this podcast is to shine a spotlight on the people, places, and events that make our community an amazing place to live. We don't run ads. We don't talk politics. Our only ask is that you help us spread the love that we have for this community by sharing these episodes with your neighbors. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Hey Neighbor, where we bring you a local person doing awesome things. Today, we have Mr. Nick Pumarola from Meets on Main in Frankfurt. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you. How are you doing today? We're good. Yeah, good. it's old. We, we finally, yeah, we've been lucky. It's right right in the, what are we, almost December. and Winter is here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I had like, uh, I was working out at the stop a little while ago. I had about an inch of snow on my truck. Uh, it melted very quickly, but it was there. Yeah. Nothing like they're getting up in Old Forge and Tug Hill. So I guess, I don't know. Some people love it. So I, I shouldn't knock snow. Yeah. Our boys are excited. They're skiers. They're excited yeah. to see the white stuff. So, yeah. No. Well, enough about that. We got, we got yeah, six right? months of that. Let's talk about you, my man. So you've got an interesting backstory. Um, obviously just open up the shop. We'll, we'll dive deep into that, but, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your career and, and what led you up to this point. Sure. Yeah. So thank you again. So really, um, uh, I've spent the last 10 years or so working for a large, uh, very large national industrial distributor, um, worked my way up from customer service to a director level for the last five years. I was a director kind of managing, uh, 25 to 30 different employees from, Everything from uh, marketing to new product and research and development to kind of some customer service and uh, some a little bit of procurement as well. So love the job, love the people, love the company. At the end of the day, kind of just uh, it got the best of me, I would say, over the course of the last few years and was really just trying to uh, get out and do something different. So I really uh, plan on kind of continuing my career there, end up retiring that company down the road, maybe 40, 50 years, who knows? But uh Easter Sunday, uh, I was having dinner with my family and uh, was talking to my dad and uh, my parents who were, who were set to retire and really trying starting to hear the rumblings of local businesses that were set to close just due to owners who are looking to retire with Melrose and I know a friendly bake shop who uh, they've since reopened, which is fantastic news. Um, and then most recently, the Mohawk Market in Mohawk. So with uh, the kind of the closures between those places, kind of a light bulb went off and said, you know what? I don't think there's a meat market between Little Falls and East Utica. So kind of just throwing up some Google Maps and stuff. I said, wow, there's a, like a 24-mile span there with nowhere for people to shop. So when my, my father sent to retire and stuff, and um, I said, Dad, I said, wild idea. I said, if I open up a meat market, I said, you want to work there? You want to bake bread? We'll do sandwiches and stuff eventually. And then he said, wow, I said, that's actually a great idea. He's like, I think it really works. So about a week or two later, I approached the people at Melrose, the owners, uh, Joel and Linda there. They thought I was crazy, uh, but I said, hey, I, I I know I worked here several years ago when I was in college, but uh, can you refine my skills a little bit? Try to teach me how to cut meat again. And they were super happy about it. So uh, as that thing progressed a little bit and Stuart ended up buying the building and tearing it down and they kind of got the ball rolling. So um, shortly thereafter, I called my boss and said, hey, that's this is it. I'll give you guys a couple more months, but uh, I'm going off and doing my own thing. So uh it's all been fantastic since. I got got the property I wanted to all, it's a, on the lease, and uh, we renovated the heck out of it, and uh, just opened our doors about uh, three weeks ago. 
Yeah, awesome story. It, it almost reminds me of we talk about firefighters when everyone's running out of a building, they're running in. And, you know, obviously they're very heroic and we, but we look at them, we're like, wow, they're crazy. They're running into a burning building. Uh, you left a, a very uh, well-established corporate career and went into small business ownership in Frankfurt, New York. And so I don't know if you're crazier than a firefighter, but, uh, I certainly salute you as a fellow entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, def definitely pretty close to the firefighter. I don't know. I mean, it's been a while, few months, but uh, I couldn't be any happier. Awesome. That's awesome. So you touched a little bit on that you worked at Melrose when you were in high school, correct? I did. Uh, just after high school and out of college as well. Yeah. So, so kind of, that, uh, was that the only experience you had? Like, you're officially a butcher now. Like, that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, so I definitely, uh, so I did learn to cut meat there originally. Uh, and then the last two, two to three months that Melrose was open, I was kind of sneaking down there as much as I could on my lunch breaks, trying to get as much knowledge as I possibly could. I wouldn't classify myself as a butcher quite yet, but uh, I've certainly added good people around me that can kind of uh, take the reins and let me be the face of the business while I uh, build up my skills to be that, that bloody butcher, I guess. Well, that's awesome. Talk a little bit about the research you did before you opened up. Sure. Uh, so research was my background. My wife and I did a whole bunch of research for as far as meeting with the uh, meeting with the business or the, I'm sorry, the banks for our business loans and such. So we did all sorts of price studies between visiting several different local establishments anywhere from uh, Albany to Syracuse, really trying to identify what our product offering was going to be, what kind of fit the niche of really the Italian community within Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as we were expanding in more and more and we were ripping down walls, I kind of we kind of needed a break to uh, escape the building for a couple of days. So we took a trip down to New York City and we visited, I think, 12 different butchers between Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan and Queens. And we got all sorts of different ideas, uh, met a bunch of different new suppliers, saw new products that were on the shelves really trying to get our own feel of things. So I said, okay, we took a little bit from each and every, every store and said, you know, this is what we want to do eventually. And we knew we couldn't do it day one, but it's definitely part of the six and 12 month program for sure. That's awesome. Like I know for Scott and I, like when you're in a small town and you see like the same stores, we traveled overseas and we went into, mm -hmm. don't you remember that, yeah. that place that we went into and they had all the meats and they had wine that you could pour like right out of like the carafe and it was super super cool to see all of it like so different so i'm sure that was really cool and if you'd share some pictures with us i i remember seeing those pictures yeah. on, on the meets on main um facebook page that you had of, of all the cool places you visited in new york city so that's pretty awesome well, i don't know if we'll be able to add the wine in but catch a little buzz while you're doing well, the yeah. I, <laughs> be fun. I, I wouldn't rule it out Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I'm more of a ask for forgiveness and permission kind of guy, especially when it comes to wine. Well, I think there's no drinking age, though, in Spain. We were in Spain. Yeah, yeah, definitely in Spain when we saw that. Yeah, there's a few loose rules. There might have been some chickens in there, too. I don't know if that was like future offerings. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So let's talk about products that you offer. You know, obviously you talk about doing a lot of market research. You know, when I think uh, delis and, and, you know, just butchers and meats in New York city, it all makes sense. Right. So, so what did you bring back? What, what different products do you offer? Um, anything unique at this moment that can be found at your place? Sure. Um, so just from like a basic standpoint, I mean, we're talking deli cold cuts and things that I mean, any sort of high-end butcher shop or meat market that we went to, there was one constant thing. 
they carried Boar's Head branded goal cuts. Yep. And yep. that was honestly, I think the first supplier I made a phone call to. And I said, you know, what do I have to do to get signed up? I said, what are my order minimums? Let's create this business relationship because also I don't want to open the doors if I don't have your product. And um, people know what to expect when they see that brand. Um, and that's something I'm very proud to offer in the store. Aside from different kind of unique things, we definitely saw on the New York City trip as well as a, a recent vacation to Montana that we yes. had over the summer uh, was elk and bison mm-hmm. and wagyu and all sorts of different venison and stuff like that too. So that's not something that people can get on a regular basis. Uh, and while don't really have the type of facility where I can keep it fresh and offer venison steaks, but offering a frozen option to people, that's been one of the most successful products that we've had in the freezer, honestly, is that people are coming in and get elk stew and venison yeah. stew and stuff like that too. So people are love to see that. And it's, uh, it's not going to make me rich, but you know what? It's something unique to offer to the customers where they can uh, come in and get a more personal experience for sure. Yeah. So a couple of follow-ups to that. You talk about the Boris head. Do you guys do subs there? We don't right now. Uh, I bought the equipment to do one of the sandwich prep stations and stuff like that. Um, Us opening two weeks prior to Thanksgiving and kind of establishing the staff and getting through the first week, I wouldn't call it a nightmare because the business was very successful, but it was chaos for sure. So trying to get our our efficiencies down and stuff like that. So I would say probably uh, within the next three weeks, we'll be offering subs on a regular basis. Awesome. And the just really the simple fact of being able to bake bread in house every day and have the sub rolls that fresh is kind of a differentiator for sure. So Ke- awesome. Kelly and I are old. I'm I'm older, but we're old. <laughs> and we went to college in Rochester back in the '90s, and there was a place called the the Park Ave Deli. That and I, I tell you, we're old because this was like 30 years ago, and it's still we've been chasing these subs for 30 years. Where they slice the meat right <laughs> on the slicer, and it's the fresh oh, baked yeah. bread. They the bread so, there. Yeah. They slice the meat right in front of you to prove how old I was. I think it was like three bucks, which was it, actually a lot of money for us. Back. I know it was. Well, you, you might be old, yeah. Well. <laughs> old, but people in Frankfurt are going to be excited about that. Let me tell you that. Um, what about yeah. grass fed? I know that's. Is that still like a, a crave? Is that, you know, like the establishing relationships with local farmers? Is that something that, that is on the radar? It is for sure. Um, so that, that's something I'm working on right now. I've had several conversations with local uh, farmers within the Bog Valley, uh, as well as some of that out in Schenectady as well. I would love to carry it. The plan is to carry it. What I'm going to carry versus fresh versus frozen is a fine line because yeah. ultimately when you're talking about grass fed and such, it's, it's going to carry a higher price point. All right. Right. So I mean, need to find out who that niche customer is that wants to come in and be able to buy that on a regular basis. Are, are they a daily customer or a weekly or monthly customer? And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges of creating a new business is making sure I'm not overbuying and making sure that I'm turning product in a timely manner where nothing's being wasted. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a big one for you. It's not like you can just store it for six months and, you know, I mean, it's it's got to go. Right. Yeah. For, well, uh, Let's talk about specific, like Scott just asked you about specific products that you offer that people might not know about. But I know a product that like my family, we missed it so much. Not having Mel Rosen is the the meatloaf mix that you got. And I had this conversation with you when I came in. In Frankfurt, you know, Sundays are for sauce and meatballs. And to get a good meatloaf mix where you can add your own seasoning but your meatball mix is fantastic too for people that don't want to do that. So would you say that that's a very popular item? Because I know I try to get there early on Sundays before it's gone. 
Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, so, I mean, it was kind of something for everybody, right? So, the meatloaf mix is like a 60 to 40 beef to uh, pork ratio. And what makes it so good and popular is that the meats are actually grounded, grinding together. So, we're not just grabbing a handful of beef and a right. handful of pork and throwing the same package. They're ground together and it's mixed up properly. So, just add your eggs, your spices, and you're good to go. Um, one other huge product that's been a fantastic seller is the Mexican hot mix. If you're west of Frankfurt in the Utica or Nida County, people don't tend to know what Mexican hot mix is. Uh, it's basically just a spicy beef mix with peppers and onions and some hot sauces and stuff too. So that's something people definitely missed from Melrose and uh, the Village Market and some of the other places that have carried it over there. Yeah, it's a great starter to chili too if you're a little lazy instead of just adding the, the if you start with your uh, your hot Mexican mix, that, that makes a great chili too with a can of uh, tomatoes. So just so you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah, done it before too. <laughs> yeah. You guys should do like a cooking show. Oh my God, I love it. This is right up my ass. I'm, I'm so excited I'm about this. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, Can we drink some wine while we're doing it? Too? Uh, yes, well. definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, uh, my wife will tell you on Sundays, she plays the Frank Sinatra. I have to. Uh, Pandora Station because everything comes out better with the Italian music playing in the background. Exactly. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Little, that's a little cooking tip for yeah. our audience. There you go. <laughs> it always makes it taste better. All right. So my wife, every once in a while, when we get in a real rut, will send me out to a store. Mm -hmm. This is always... It's always a bad idea, but sometimes I do yeah. it. <laughs> and she'll be like, grab, you know, whatever when it comes to meat. And I get there and I just freeze, right? So if I were to come in, you know, and, and you know, I guess, talk to you about different cuts of steak. This always confuses the hell out of me. Like, I guess what, what's the most popular, what, what's something that, that people may not know about that, uh, that is kind of the go-to. Oh, that's a really good question. I would say probably our most successful product offering so far has been steaks. When we first opened, we launched, uh, we launched with a, a prime grade USDA prime grade, uh, ribeye, uh, expensive cut of meat, but it is absolutely fantastic. Have been getting nothing but fantastic reviews about that. Um, doing very well with our New York strips, our, our standard ribeye cuts, and then our porterhouses. So when people say porterhouse, they don't really necessarily know what it means. Uh, basically, it's a T-bone it's steak that is part New York strip. And then on the other side of the bone is a tenderloin, which, and if you don't know what tenderloins are for the general public, is you're basically your filet mignon. So uh, for a more economical price point, you kind of get two really popular choices within one cut. That's something that we're trying to carry through winter, understanding within living in central New York, kind of grilling season dies off. So that's something we got to be able to uh, be mindful of before we cut each individual piece and uh, each day of the week and such like that. And one thing I was excited about, like my kids, they they enjoy the tenderloin steak. That is their cut. So I was super excited when I came in to see that you have a tenderloin there and you cut it to thickness. Like you'll cut it to the thickness that that people want, right? Yeah, that's kind of giving uh, the individual customer really their own experience in the butcher shop, yeah. uh, allowing them to choose a thickness. Um, also, it's a, it's a smart business move too at the same point because tenderloin, unlike a lot of other steaks, once they're exposed to the air, they brown very quickly. Exactly. And not that, and not that when beef is slightly browned, it's bad, but it gives a negative perception that it's not as fresh. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been very mindful of that to make sure that somebody says, okay, I want a tenderloin inch and a half, two inches thick. We cut to order, takes a couple extra minutes, but really gives them that custom oh, experience, so awesome. which they like. Yep. You started this by saying 
kind of chuckling that you're you're not really a butcher. But man, you sound <laughs> not like a butcher. Yeah, I'm getting there each day. I'm <laughs> okay, so how do you see things evolving? Like, what's your vision for the market? Like you had mentioned, like a six month, twelve month plan. Like, what are some new things you think you'll be offering or doing in the in the up and coming months? Sure. Um, so I think the first thing is what you mentioned uh, in a call is sandwiches. Uh, sandwiches is definitely something we want to be known for. I don't want to be known and or try to compete with the pizzerias of the, of the world of being open till seven eight o'clock at night, slinging subs. It'll be something we offer on a, a lunch basis only with some hot soups ready to go where people can stop in and go. Uh, kind of with the involvement of the village of Frankfurt with Stewart's building their castle across the street from me. I think we're gonna. <laughs> I think we're gonna start seeing a little bit more traffic come down Main Street each day, which would be fat, uh, which would be great, and uh, getting more people in the door between that eleven and one hour, eleven and one hours, uh, will definitely be critical to the success. Um, other expansions I'll be looking to get involved would be if this business continues the way it has been over the course of the last few weeks. I know it's early on, but if we continue to grow, we'll definitely be making some expansions to the facility of adding in another walk-in freezer, potentially a, a larger walk-in cooler that way I can handle some wholesale business of what Melrose and people have had in the past as well. So there'll be, be a lower, lower margins, but ultimately more revenue and uh, more product moving through the doors. Little inside information here, but I guess we're blasting it out to the public. So everyone <laughs> yeah. can know. But with this cold weather, Stewart's is actually putting off the installation of the moat around their castle until potentially spring now. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna push back. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, it's uh, the drawbridge will still be there, but yeah, it's uh, Benny Lasseri will still be there. I mean, we can't, oh, and he's not I listening. Benny like wants us, I feel uh, almost offended by it, so I'm gonna oh, sort of, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out. I get Joey every day, though. <laughs> well, we're, we're gonna, we're getting there, we're getting there. Hang on, hold that thought. <laughs> Um, so let's talk from just straight business standpoint, forget about the, the meat stuff. Um, you know, it, all kidding aside, very courageous. Uh, it's, it's not for everyone. Everyone thinks it's easy. Everyone thinks it's glamorous. Yeah. You know, everyone, it's, it, it, uh, you're just, you know, like Scrooge McDuck as soon as you open, just swim in and gold bullions or whatever. But, uh, what advice would you give somebody, um, who's thinking about leaving their career, uh, or job and uh, and potentially opening their own place. Uh, know what you get yourself into, that's for sure. Um, and uh, you cannot be afraid to put in the extra hours yourself to do it. I would say since I made the decision to leave my previous employer, that was September 1st, I've probably been working on average of 75 to 80 hours a week. Um, so the, commi the commitment absolutely needs to be there. Either you're all in or you're all out at this point. So one thing that I'm trying to improve myself or is certainly my time management skills and being able to be a bit more organized. I think that's where I'll find more sleep, first of all, and second of all, more efficiencies and greater profitability. Yeah. Great advice. And you know, what I would share as soon as it becomes affordable right, is to delegate anything that either you don't want to do or you're just not good at. Um, yeah. You know, delegation is key when it comes to time management. Uh, my wife and team will tell you yeah. that uh, I delegate like everything in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're only one man. You but can't do everything. You talked no. about 
like, you, you know, you said you surround yourself with good people, um, you know, which is really 90% of the battle, everything else. Once you have a good team, you can figure it out. And so that's the other thing I wanted to touch on. It was really nice. Like when I came in, when you guys opened that first week there to see so many familiar faces, you took on quite a few employees from Melrose, right? I did. Yeah. So uh, people that I knew personally, that came over and really just, they're looking for an opportunity kind of within the same career and some new faces as well. So, I mean, when we first got into this, I said, you know, I said to keep this business successful and right, try to keep the personalities out of it. It's going to be no friends or family. And then I look back there and it's almost all friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, surrounding yourself with people that you can trust um, that are going to do what's in the best interest of the business and me and my reputation is something that was definitely needed for sure. Because as much as I wanted to uh, expand on and keep the relationships to a minimum, I think was a uh, paramount in uh, the su success of the business yeah good stuff all right nick we're already at 20 minutes um rapid we, we always we always wrap these up with our rapid fire questions we try to keep these a little looser a little more fun uh, all right <laughs> there's just a handful of them so let's go we'll let kelly start all right i'll start if you could eat only one type of meat for the rest of your life what would it be oh uh strip near strip steaks what is actually in sausage? Oh, mystery question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spices and pork product. Yep. And they, Do you want to know the spices or no? No, no, no we're not going to uh, give away the no, recipe. I almost <laughs> asked hot dogs, but I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, and I don't want to not eat a hot dog ever again. I don't so think, I don't think God knows the answer to that question. So. <laughs> What is the best piece of advice you received from Joey Lavella? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've probably gotten a lot. This could also be oh, the, the worst. Uh, could be the best and worst. Could be the, the best and worst. Uh, <laughs> when I told him I wanted to do this, he said, did you run this by your wife? And <laughs> it was probably uh, the most eye-opening thing. And uh, of course I did later that day, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, run everything by your wife. That's actually really yeah. good advice. I'm yeah, super yeah, advice. 20 plus years here. Yep. Just do what you're told. Um, all right, last one. What uh you know, you you could go anywhere, really. I mean, you don't have kids. Obviously, your family's here. Uh, you chose to open a business here in central New York, specifically in your hometown. Why? Uh, uh that's a great question. So my past life, my past career, uh, I know it's gonna be a little bit longer answer, but uh, I traveled the country. 25, 30 business trips a year over the course of the last several years. So I've seen all parts of the country. And one thing that I've always told anybody that I've been on the road, uh, the fall months of Frankfurt and central New York, there's no other place I'd rather be in the entire country than Frankfurt. And growing up here, being part of the community and making this decision, um, being able to help people out, see my friends and family come through the door every day, I'm actually absolutely loving it. So with Frankfurt, what I believe is on the, on the up and up, I'd love to be a part of that growth and see this thing through for the next couple of decades. Awesome. Well, I got to say, my family loves it because they got their meatballs that they love back on Sundays. And we are a huge fan of the Boar's Head uh, 
sliced meat. Jenna's a loves a ham sandwich. Scott has his own opinion on ham, but we're not going to go there right now. Are you, are you more are you more of an olive loaf kind of guy, Scott? Or no? no I'm actually not. <laughs> uh, yeah. You you know look, you would think I would be, but I don't like olives. Um, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. anti ham. I just he just thinks it's meh. Yeah, but I love myself a good ham sandwich. So it's not great. It's not terrible. It just is. It's just there. Like it'll fill you anyway. Um, how do we connect? with you how does our audience connect with you your business social first hours of operation Go yeah. ahead. give us all the details the nitty-gritty cool. so i've been pretty active on social media on facebook it's about the only social media that i use um, my wife does the whole instagram thing but i don't really use that uh so facebook uh both messenger contact information there hours are listed right now we're open wednesday through friday 9 a.m to 6 p.m saturday 8 to 4 sunday 8 to 1 we are quickly going to be expanding those hours uh, coming this week. We're going to stay open a little bit later on Sundays, and I think we're going to start opening up on Tuesdays as well. Um, so really been getting a lot of demand out of the people in the community and really trying to maintain as much efficiency as possible while reducing waste. So also we have uh, meetsonme.com uh, for more information that will be coming soon, including hours, not really prices too much yet, but uh, just because that's a, a variable that changes every day. Yeah. So, um, but Contact information is all over social media. Please give me a call. Shoot me a message. Happy to help anybody out again. Awesome. And we'll make sure that Jay links all this in the show notes and gets it blasted on our social as well. You're doing awesome work and your story is fantastic. This has been a, a really enjoyable, quick 25 minutes or so. I could talk food all day long. I can eat all day. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Fumarola meets on Main 201 East Main Street in Frankfurt. Uh, best of luck to you, my friend. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, all right. Nick. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another Love Living Local episode. Before you head out to support all things Central New York, we just have one ask of you. Please help us share the love we have for our community by sharing this podcast with a neighbor of yours. We truly appreciate you. In fact, you are one of the many reasons we love living local.